This is AWLS, Podcasts on Wilderness Medicine, from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Uh, Today we're going to talk about flash floods. Start with a story in September of 2015. Uh, Seven very experienced canyoneers uh, had met on a uh, webpage that had been posted in California. They planned a trip up into Zion National Park into Keyhole Canyon. The weather was going to be inclement with a 40% chance of rain. Uh, But being experienced and being uh, uh, watchful, they decided to proceed. They drove up to Zion and uh, got to the entrance of Keyhole Canyon, which is a beautiful canyon for uh, uh, canyoneers. They uh, took a photograph and then uh, got everything together and entered into the canyon. They hadn't been in the canyon very long when a very massive flash flood that where it had been raining uh, he- very heavily way upstream came into the canyon. Uh, within seconds, all seven of the uh, canyoneers were killed. That flash flood went down uh, out of uh, Zion uh, and left Utah and... Uh, ended up uh, killing uh, 12 more members of a small religious community uh, uh, as it uh, left the park. Uh, 19 people were killed in a single flash flood in a period of several hours, uh, which was a great tragedy. The, the, another story, uh, some uh, six uh, canyoners were down in Escalante River Canyons in Utah in uh, 2016, these uh, were very experienced uh, hikers, and they decided to go down into that canyon. There was a 40% chance of rain, and they knew that that could possibly mean flash floods. Uh, they took the, the risk, and they camped high up on a ridge uh, above the creek uh, under, a, under a ledge. They went hiking down into the main river canyon. A massive storm hit, and they uh, dashed back up to their uh, camp, which was above the river. They were under a ledge, and so they watched as the river rose to a torrent and ate dinner and just marveled at the, the, uh, the water. After the storm passed, the river quickly subsided, and in about two hours, it had fallen down to just a very small flow again, and then to finally almost nothing. The sky was blue, and it was clear. There was no wind, and it was going to be a very good night for sleeping. Uh, of uh, four of the group decided to hike down to the main channel of the Escalante, and they hadn't been gone for about uh, 10 minutes when a massive flash flood came down the River Canyon. One of the ladies at the camp described it as she thought that there uh, was a helicopter landing. The flash flood, uh, as it came over boulders uh, beneath their camp, entered the slot canyon where the four people had just entered to hike down. The scary part about this was there was no way to warn them, nor was there any way to get to them, nor was there any way to know whether they were dead or not. Uh, The the, the take-home message from uh, these two, well, to end end this story, um, later on that night at maybe five hours after the flash flood had come down, the river had subsided again, and the four canyoneers who had gone down to the Escalante were safe, hiked back up to tell the other people at the camp that they were fine. 
there's a, several take-home messages from this, and that is um, if there is a 40% chance of rain, there is, you've got to consider a 100% chance of a flash flood. And the other thing you have to keep in mind is that the rain doesn't have to be on you. It just has to be in the raining system. And that first uh, system, in the first story, the system of rain was way upstream and then came down on them. In the second uh, story, uh, the river had risen. They assumed that was the flash flood, uh, and they hiked down the canyon under blue skies. Flash flood came down almost three hours after the rain had subsided. No one was killed in the second one. So a flash flood begins within hours of a heavy rainfall, but it doesn't have to be raining on you. In fact, it can be blue sky and warm and sunny where you're camping. You must know the drainage system, and you must know the weather forecast uh, to determine whether you should go uh, canyoneering or into slot canyons into the desert or not. If there is uh, several mistakes of a flash flood, it is not knowing the drainage system and not realizing that it can be raining 30, 40, 50 miles away from where you are before, um, even though it may be sunny where you, that would cause a, a flash flood. So weather conditions, topography, soil conditions, all of that influence but just be sure that you know these two very important facts, that the rain does not have to be on you and, and frequently is not on you, and that the flash floods can come down hours after a rain, and it can be blue sky, sunny, and warm where you are. The, the place that flash floods usually happen are in the arid deserts. They are particularly susceptible to flash floods because the conditions are usually impermeable clay and soils, and they have funneling effects of slot canyons. So if you're going to a slot canyon, you just have to double check and, and realize that if you're in a slot canyon and a flash flood hits, you're likely not going to survive, uh, was the case in, in these. Um, a flash flood um, can be filled with boulders and debris and dirt and rock, and it gives it a usually very dark brown color. And you should go online and look at, at videos or photos of, of flash floods. They, they slow down because of that, because in order to move the heavy boulders, trees, and logs, and dirt, the, the head of the flash flood goes slow, and so water backs up behind it. It's conceivable that in some cases you can outrun a, a slower flash flood, but if you trip or fall or you, in a canyon, you're, you're doomed because the, the heavy momentum of them will quickly surpass you and crush you. So uh, it's a surprising fact that most of flash flood fatalities in the United States occur in vehicles, such as cars or trailers. Being inside a vehicle during a flash flood will give you a false sense of security. In fact, most vehicles have complete loss of control in less than six inches of water and they begin to float. Usually what happens is they flip over, trapping the passengers, in, uh, passengers inside. Flash floods uh, rank very, very high overall in weather fatalities. Uh, NOAA listed uh, floods as second only to heat-related injuries in the last uh, 30 years as the cause of out natural outdoor weather deaths. So flash floods uh, are not something to be uh, not worried about, and, and being in a car doesn't uh, give you. Um, if you uh, see a flash flood and you are approaching a, a wash that a flood is in, if whether you're in a car or walking, the, the rule that they have is uh, TAD, T-A-D, turn around, don't drown. Don't cross a flash flood 
Don't try to outrun a flash flood. Don't drive through a flash flood. It just won't work. There are so many of those, many stories where people have tried to cross a flash flood thinking that their car uh, would uh, protect them. So the best way to prevent flood-related injuries is prevention through planning and exercising caution when conditions are variable. If it's raining, there is likely going to be a flood of some sort. When planning a trip, it is important truly to be aware of the flooding potential for the immediate backcountry area you'll be in and for the area in the wash above where you're at. And don't risk your life. Turn around, go home, and don't drown. When people go outdoors and go camping and plan an expedition, they frequently have spent um, countless hours, a lot of money, time off work, and a lot of effort gets people together uh, to do these uh, expeditions and treks outside. A lot of times weather is planned into it, but flash floods have to be accounted for, and it's better to cancel the trip and not to drown. Uh, remember the two stories we gave at the start? They're very good stories and they're very common stories. Again, remember, turn around and don't drown. Uh, this ends this podcast, and again, thank you for listening. <laughs>